<laughs> All right. Hi. Welcome back to Rock of Carebrin. And we are back with yet another episode. All right. So last time you guys entered into the forest. And every time I say that phrase, I always come up with the forest of feelings. I don't know why I hate Care Bears, but it always comes through my head. Uh, and uh, the uh, forest fought back and you lost your escort. However, you defeated the forest and found your way to a small little cottage with a lovely young woman in it uh, who is um, basically... These idiots have decided to trust unconditionally. I mean, I wouldn't say unconditionally, but mostly. Um, and she basically suggests that you need to, to be... Of a certain style, shall we say? Uh, right. So last, that the elves are racist, and we got to be elves to get in their city. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. Yep, they kind of are. Uh, you will find. So Bart and Dimitri, roll me perception checks, please. Okay. Wow. Okay. Cool. Uh, right. Well, I can see everything from out here. <laughs> uh, Dimitri, you'll notice actually there's a, a mirror that sits on the wall just just across from the kitchen table, uh, and uh, you you notice that your ears are pointy. Oh, I will stand up and go closer to the mirror, kind of touch them, see if I can feel them. You can, sort of. It, it's it's almost like a phantom feeling, like like as if you had lost a leg and you still thought it was there. Uh, like in the fact that you can, you, they feel like they're there, but as you touch, you don't really hit anything at the tip of the point. So like I can, like I feel them with my fingers, but I don't feel my ear being touched basically. Almost the other way around, I would say, but yeah, okay. pretty much. <clears throat> and uh -huh. your eyebrows are a little bit more pointed and your facial features have been smoothed out a little bit. Uh, and more or less, you look a lot like, uh, the other two. Uh, so I'll turn back and I'll say, nice job. Mm. Very and, uh, she nods and, uh, Bart, as you are nowhere near a mirror or can't really see anything, you, you notice that you, your ears feel slightly larger, but that's about it. Uh, I'll kind of just touch my ears a little bit. I mean, they uh, they feel human to the touch. Did you do something? Just made you more accessible to the area, dear. That's all. It's okay. a precaution. According to the treaty that was signed many hundreds of years ago, before I was born, that's for sure, uh, the, uh, you're not allowed in to this particular neck of the woods. Okay, that's fine. So this is a way of getting around that. Without... You'll just see Pri in the background rolling her eyes. She looks over at you and says, I didn't touch or even pretend to touch you, my dear. I know Good. your parents must have made 
a very hard decision for you. And uh, yeah, she, go spilling my info around. Thanks. Uh, I was gonna say, can I roll an insight check on that? You can see if I know what that means. I mean, it, go ahead. Uh, I want to yell back. How long will this last, or is it permanent? Uh, she says only for the duration of the time you spend in the city. Okay. Okay. Wouldn't so do Aust you much good out in human lands? Austin, I'm going to send a message to you in Facebook. Um, I'll look to her and uh, to the witch and say, you told me, you said something weird a minute ago to me. Um, she nods and says... It's been a while since you've been on the other side, hasn't it? It has. You must have been very young. I was, but you you said I don't know what I look like. And I look over into the mirror that uh, Dimitri looked in, and I nod to it. I know what I look like. Yeah, I'll, I kind of look at her and look at him. I think what she means is you don't look like a typical Jessen. They're usually very pale skin with dark hair, and you're almost the opposite. I look to, uh... Alright, I think I might be confused here. John, me and you, I think, talked about this. Mm -hmm. The Jessen are what I am. They are different than the Prashina. They are, and this... this lady here is not a Prashina. She is a Jessen. So be... I wouldn't know she she's a Jessen. You would not know, no. Well, I mean, you would, you may know. It depends because what happened to you happened to you at a very young age. So... Yeah, but I, I mean, I was... I remember it. And I remember my parents. Mm -hmm. um, you will know that your impression is that they looked a little bit different than you do now. But as far as you're concerned, you're not that different. Uh, yeah, I just look at her and I say, I, I know what I look like. And when Dimitri says that, I say, uh, well, yeah, she can, she is a Jessen, but I mean, look at, look at you and Bart. You all don't look the same. I'll, I'll kind of shrug at him and say, you're right. I mean, I've never been to your land. The only ones I've ever seen on this side, though, were look like her. But I kind of shrug again. Who knows? She's For all smart. I know, most of the ones in the port through the portal look like you. Never been there. So I'll look, I'll look back at her and I'll say, so, so what do you mean, Ben? She says, well, we're changeable. We don't have to look a specific way, but a lot of our people are kind of stuck up and they kind of prefer this way. I myself haven't been back there in since I was a very small girl. I mean, probably four or five hundred years ago now. Well, that's not a place I want to go back to. 
she nods, but uh, she says, well, you're not trying to get back there now, so I wouldn't worry too much. The Elvar don't really care how anybody looks as long as they're not breaking the treaty. Hmm. Or should okay. I say Prashina? Would that make it clearer for some of you? And uh, she... Uh, with that, unless you have anything else, um, I can take you to the city now if you want. I said, how long? Yeah, how long of a travel, or how long of a journey is it? Well, um, you know what our people are like, right? And she picks a piece of chalk out of her pocket, looks over at a wall, draws a circle. And do, she... I, do I notice what she's doing? Mm -hmm. I'll say uh, maybe, uh, maybe hang on, and I look around. Do we need like a, a quick break or something before we go? I mean, that's up to the rest of you. Yeah, I like look to Dimitri and Pre. Did this count as a short rest or no? Oh yeah, yeah, I yeah. Sitting... I was just sitting down, so. Yep, it's a yeah, short so rest. Say, you've been there for a bit. You've had tea, for heaven's sakes, so you've been there for a bit. I'll say I'm good, but if you guys need some time. Oh, by, by, by the way, um, Pre, if you want, you can use any... Uh, you can get yourself leveled back up as far as your hit points go. It's up to you, yeah, though. You don't have to if you don't want to. If anybody wants to spend hit dice, I have... Uh, my song of restability improves him. Oh, one sec. Yeah, I'm I'm going to use one. All right. Uh, so as we're kind of saying that we need a rest, as we're finishing our tea, I'll start playing a song on my flute, and you get one d six extra points for each tie you spend. Okay. What do you mean die I spend? I have no idea what that means. Yeah, this is why I was I was being a little vague with uh, Tamara just because it's a little bit it's like we use hit dice, which Yeah, so for a long rest you get your hit points back automatically. But a short mm -hmm. rest that I know spend, you have hit dice, we should each have two. If you want to heal during a short rest, which is only an hour, you roll those and that's how many hit points you get back. <clears throat> you add your con mod two to each die you spend. So as a paladin, it's D10, right? Should yeah, she should be D10 for a paladin. So roll two D10 plus your Constitution modifier. Well, you might only want to roll one. Well, yeah, it's oh, for right. each two. So right. A D10 plus her con, and then a second D10 plus her con if she wants, and then she also gets to add a D6 with my song of rest. Right. Yeah. Okay. If you used one, it would also be. I think yours is also D10. Yeah. Yep. Right. So nine plus whatever your con modifier is. I'm not looking at your sheet, so I don't know what that is. Okay. So I'm I'm full. I'm good. Okay. So and then, and then you get a what D6 was from my song of rest as well. Okay. So roll a D six and add that as well. I mean, she's full. <laughs> no problem. Yep. No, I am. Yeah. So okay. All right. So, uh, if you're all up to it, shall we go? I'm ready. Uh, I, I noisily finished my tea. 
ah, ready to go. And I put the, the saucer down on the plate. Okay. I guess we're trusting you <laughs> more. She nods and says, I know it can be difficult to uh, trust others, but believe me, I want nothing but the best for you guys. Mm-hmm. I just think if we don't go, we're going to be wandering around here clueless if we don't. I mean, there you is will, that. Maybe. The forest will fight back. Well, I'll look at Pre when she says you will be, and I'll say, do you know how to get around here? Figure it out. Well, one way we figure it out is to take this lady's portal. <laughs> so she... You guys are too trusting. We gotta work on that. <laughs> she laughs a little bit under her breath and says, you're probably not wrong there. And uh, she finishes the chalk circle. She... I look at her when she's weird when she says that. <laughs> she draws a little face in the middle of it with two bunny ears, smiles to herself about that, taps the middle of the bunny head, and the portal appears. Uh, Is that a technical term? Yeah, that's a technical term, yes. Wobbly wobbly. Uh, She looks outside at Bart, leans out the window and says, "Uh, Are you coming, dear? You'll have to enter the house, I'm afraid. The stone only allows for the portal to be created on this side. Uh, I'll, I'll stand up and uh, I'll walk towards the door, pause for a second, go back towards the window and pick up the teacup and then bring it inside. Okay. And then I'll, I'll put it on down and yeah. Um, I start, I walk into the portal. Okay. Okay. So you walk into the portal and uh, the rest do, I assume? I kind of shrug. I'm glad you decided to be the guinea pig. I'll follow. <laughs> <laughs> I'll sigh and follow Dimitri. All right. Free will go last. And she lets you go last. And then she, as you go through and everybody's in, uh, she will. We all die. She kind of <laughs> steps through and then turns around taps once on the stone with the chalk and the uh, circle disappears. You are standing on the edge of a forest with a waterfall. Uh, And uh, let me just um, give you a view of what you are now looking at. Yay, more trees. No, not that one. (laughs) So you are looking at a waterfall which has a city basically in the middle of it. The waterfall kind of rolls under and then below it, and it makes sound, but it's it's almost muffled uh, instead of like a loud, vigorous sound that most water would show. This seems to be a little stunted in your mind, and the city that's on the top of it is very much a... Uh, um, luxurious looking, I guess I would describe it. Large towers that look almost to be built from trees. Like you, 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 what you'd imagine a tree would look like if it was fashioned into a tower, as opposed to being cut down and put up. And, uh, it, there's just 
dozens of them everywhere. There's domes on the top of some of them, again, kind of fashioned from wood. They're kind of spiraling. And uh, there's bridges that go across, and you're kind of standing near one which enters the city. And uh, at the top, you see what looks to be a temple structure and uh, what looks to be a more palisade kind of building. Um, and you see, like I said, basically a, a massive waterfall that flows around it and uh, appears to be manipulated to sound less loud. And uh, they... Uh, she looks at you all and says, well, that would be Elvar. Welcome. And she very quietly says, and you're the first humans to see it other than the memorialist, probably since the age of the arrival of the Westerly men. It's impressive. The memorialist is about as human as I am. She nods at that. And says, yeah, we're not quite sure what she is anymore. Yeah, these people really like to outdo themselves. Just a lot of effort for nothing. And... I kind of look at the, at the palaces and stuff and just kind of roll my eyes. <laughs> uh, I was uh, I'm going to turn to you and say, it's not for nothing. I mean, wouldn't mm. you like to live in a place like this? It's beautiful. No. It's just the way it looks. Yes, that's what it means. He said it looks <laughs> beautiful. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It just looks that way. I mean, if you're talking about people, everywhere you go, the people are a problem. Mm. Yeah, that's why I don't get too worked up when I see something like this. Because, yeah, it's beautiful. But what is it? It doesn't say anything about them. To me. Now you're skeptical? I've been... I was skeptical of her. And I point to the lady. We just didn't have any other options. I mean, you can think that about the people that live in it. But the person that built it, designed it, this is art. Expression yeah. of your soul. You've seen one, you've seen them all. I kind of, I squint at you. You're kind of jaded. Maybe. Good. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Finally, That's they're actually right. thinking. I'm here to be impressed for all of you. <laughs> I look at him. I'll start walking on the bridge, and mm -hmm. I'll, like, gesture around. And I'll say, it, this in itself is a metaphor. You have these raging waterfalls all around that make little sound. You know, it seems like they're not one with nature. They're hiding with nature. People are going to see these waterfalls and then they don't make a sound. I mean, what, what, why hide it? See what I'm saying? Just extra. I keep walking. Because they're sneaky. I, I point... <laughs> I point to Shin and I say jaded. I point to Free and I say cynical. And I point to Bart and say boredom. This is the best group of people I've ever met. And I start marching yep. across the bridge too. And we're going to live longer than you. And I'll, I'll point to you and say judgmental. Ooh. 
<laughs> is the uh, is the lady leading us or? Uh, she's walking beside you guys. Yeah. Enjoying the entertainment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little bit. Um, she escorts you across the bridge. As you reach to the other side of the bridge, you'll see um, what look to be military men uh, dressed up in very elaborate green armor uh, standing at the end of the bridge. Um, roll perception check, each of you, if you'd like. Okay, pre I have instant modifiers. I just keep rolling really crappy. Yeah, pre your sense as a person who's been across the world and has seen a lot of different people over the years, and your experience around military people, you sense that they look frazzled. Um, but they're hiding it quite well. She isn't going to like that. The first walks up to you and uh, looks back at the other one a little hesitantly and uh, nods over at uh, the lady who's escorting you and says, uh, Ma'am, um, uh, who are these people? And uh, the lady says, These are guests of the memorialist. They've come to meet with the Blossom Princess. And uh, he says, oh, okay. Uh, she's awaiting in the palace. If you would like to escort them there, do not allow them to go anywhere else in the uh, area, if you would, please. And she says, for now, that's acceptable. And uh, she then nods at you all as if to say shall we continue by all means lead the way all right so you enter in the city uh there's a number of different platforms and things there's a lot of looks to be busyness going on and i will say again with pre you notice that people look a little bit more anxious than you would have thought for place that looks so undisturbed she's gonna kind of look around and unobtrusively loosen her her sword in its scabbard and uh, uh mm -hmm. so quick question since yep. i know now what their military people look like can mm -hmm. i look around to see if i notice what i'm supposed to be looking for uh roll a perception check please okay since you've rolled really badly. Okay, so as you're looking around, you'll notice that the there is a very small military force on the edge of town. Most of it appears to be concentrating as you walk towards the center area uh, toward a massive stone that sits at the edge of the palace and temple area. Um, and you can see that several of them look like they're pointing weapons and armor built up much more around there. And there's not like a, nobody gives you the time of day. They don't look towards you guys at all. They don't look like they're in any way, shape, and form looking to prepare to leave the city. It looks more like they're 
they're guarding against something from the stone. All right. Uh, so actually, he'll mutter interesting out loud accidentally. Kind of like, interesting. Okay. Uh, unless anybody else wants to see or do anything, we will head straight into the palace. Did you say he saw a stone? Yep. Well, you all see the stone. It's a massive stone that stands kind of like uh, you would see Stonehenge kind of idea, like that kind of stone, which is very wide and very tall, although this one is much taller than that. It's it's almost looks like a like a like a tall hill, but it's just in a very narrow stone. Does it look familiar? To uh, to you, yes, you would know that this is the portal to your world. Oh. Okay, so it's not Carebrick, basically. No, no, no. Okay. None of these people know anything about it, actually. Okay. If you... Yeah, I mean, you would gather that the only person who knows anything about Carebrick is probably the woman you saw. Yeah, I was just thinking if that if this rock was it, I was like, whoa. <laughs> no, 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 easy. this doesn't look yeah. anything like that. That was kind of a bowling ball shape, and it had a very distinct eye. This okay. is like just gray granite, basically. But very tall. And you almost get the feeling like it doesn't end there, like it actually goes into the ground, and you're not sure where it would go from there. Uh, so can we kind of infer that they're nervous about something coming out of the portal? That would be your guess, yes. Okay. And uh, you are escorted to the palace. Uh, as you arrive there, uh, I will move you into a map. Okay. So now if I do this, does that... That only brings that over that far. Okay. So we'll move that up a bit so people can actually see everything you're supposed to be seeing. All right. So you guys, uh, as you move in and are escorted up the steps, the lady who's been leading you this whole time uh, looks at you all and says, uh, the memorialist is uh, just inside that door. Um, I will be leaving you at this point once you meet up with her, but... Uh, be aware that uh, when you leave, if you need anything, just have them ask for Shay, and uh, I'll be there to help you. Thank you for the tea, my lady. You're most welcome. It's always nice to meet people who are curious. Hmm. She smiles. Curiosity killed the cat. She smiles very much at Dimitri, as if, yeah, I know who you are, pal. And uh, turns on I'll her heel... You. Hmm? Thank, thank, thank you for bringing us here. You're welcome. And uh, I hope you find what you're looking for. Or at least put a stop to it. And uh, she walks away. The door opens and a young man wearing a dark brown robe stands on the other side. And he goes, oh! And... Uh, stuns a little bit and says oh uh oh um milady milady they're here 
and you see the memorialist walk up to you and she says, ah, you made it. I figured they would, you'd be able to handle those creatures. Mm-hmm. They're yes, the border guards. We All of us elves were able to take care of it. <laughs> she nods and kind of brings her hand up to her face like it looks like she's probably chuckling, but you didn't hear anything or see anything. Um, and her eyes kind of crinkle a little bit like she's been smiling and she brings her hand back down and says, great, I'm glad you all made it. And uh, she nods at the young gentleman and says, my friends and I need to go talk to the Blossom Princess immediately. And uh, the young man says, oh, yes, ma'am, at once. And uh, he disappears up the hall and down some steps that you can see that open up into this building. And uh, he then comes marching back and says, uh, if you'll follow me, and he leads you, basically, I'll just drag the memorialist over to where you're going. Uh, if you guys want to move your characters, that's where you're headed. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> So you, uh, as you walk down this set of stairways that opens up, you see a tree growing at the center of it with a, has what looks to be a very um, wine red bark. And at the top of it, the, uh, the leaves look to be a combination of very, very dark green. And in some cases, you kind of catch flexings of gold and silver. And in some cases, every once in a while, a black one. Um, and it kind of flutters in between all of these colors periodically. And uh, it looks like it's moving, but it's yet it's not, weirdly. And standing at the base of it is a woman who looks to be in her 30s, you'd probably say. She is pale-skinned, but not like not as pale as, say, the, uh, the other person you met, but rather just very um, like she hasn't got enough sun. And her hair is kind of looks dark but as you look at it it kind of sheens in and out of purple and her eyes are very much purple and uh, she is staring at the tree and touching it and you can see her saying some words uh, does anybody know celestial I'm going to ask before we go any farther just in case Ugh. I don't remember what I know. Mm, I think you know common and dwarf. Yep, same here. Yep. I know common and elven. That's it. Okay. Shin, how about you? I can't remember. Nope. Okay. So you hear her saying some words. You don't know what it is, though. The memorialist marches down like as if she owns the place and uh, looks over at this lady and... Uh, gives her a second or two to kind of get you know her, whatever she's doing finished and you see the lady stroke the tree and uh, you see as she does kind of a, a 
a bit of light kind of enter the tree from her and she seems to make the tree glow a little brighter and you notice that some of the black leaves kind of disappear for a little bit and then after a while they kind of come back and uh, she looks at you all finally and then looks down at the memorialist well not down but looks up at the memorialist and uh, the memorialist says Ariel what uh, what has happened obviously something has gone on here the lady <clears throat> the lady looks at her and says we were attacked the unwanted push their way through the portal. You haven't been here in so long. You don't even know about it. She says, what do you mean? Pushed her way through. I, exactly what I said. They pushed their way through. They have found their way out. Uh, I'm sorry if I'm overstepping, but who are the unwanted? Um, roll a history check. Do I know this? Uh, roll a history check. Okay. I mean, you will know what this is. Oof. Dimitri does not know, so he will have to ask. All right, cool. I did ask. That was in character. No, I know. I know you were, but yeah, I was wanting to see if you knew before you asked. Oh, gotcha. Okay, so she looks at you all. Now, both Pri and uh, Shin will know this automatically. But uh, okay. she says, the unwanted were those that uh, my great-grandmother brought over to fight the humans. They are what some call orcs and goblins and gnolls. Those of a humanoid nature, but not necessarily human. Some, of course, were not returned at the treaty, but others were on the other side. But our cousins seem to have been incapable of keeping them from crossing the portal. She says, we fought them for about a year here, but they've gotten out. At least some have. We did kill quite a number. And uh, maybe if you'd signed a treaty with them as well, instead of just shoving them through a portal. That's what Free says, by the way. She says, it was a foolish agreement that my great-grandmother signed. She was a foolish woman, if I'm honest. The only good thing she did was... The only good thing she did was to sign the treaty. Even if it did mean she had to spend time in Veilgard to do it. How awful. Well, maybe not awful, but certainly not of her own free will. Bree mm-hmm. is highly unimpressed with all of this. She knows what you are about immediately, and but still sort of nods. Go ahead, Shin. So you guys sent goblins and orcs over. 
and somebody you didn't want came back through the gateway. No, not this time. This time it was them mounting an attack. They burst through the portal about a year and a half ago. We've been dealing with them ever since. But there are some, obviously, in this plane anyway. But now there's more. Goblins, orcs, and gnomes. Oh my! Goblins, orcs, and gnomes. Knowles, oh my! Gnolls, not gnomes. Gnolls. <laughs> Gnolls. <laughs> so why While not... Priya singing that, by the way. Uh-huh. Why not just close the portal? Uh, I mean, it wasn't opened by us, young man. The librarian uh, would know more about it, obviously. And, aren't you... Uh, hmm? Aren't you really strong? I look to the memorialist. She uh, looks at you and says, In my own way. But I'm not allowed to intervene in everything. That would be... Wrong. And you get a sense from that that she is deadly serious and that obviously something went very badly for her to say that. Hmm. Okay. And uh, she kind of tuts at herself for being so dismal and she says, about 500 years ago, my well, let's call her mother, tried to put a stop to something, something that was very wrong. And uh, people tried to burn her at the stake. Even people who weren't necessarily bad or wrong participated. And unfortunately, the magic protected her. What did she try to do wrong? Or what was wrong? What was going on? Oh, some were leading people down a path of malevolence. Let's call it that. They were trying to get their hands on power they shouldn't. And so at that point, we thought it was a good idea to intervene to protect the people who were suffering under this particular issue. Unfortunately, those who were in charge were able to make it look like I was to blame. And so they captured me because I let them. They lit a fire because I let them, not realizing the consequences of those actions. I forgot how the magic works sometimes. And it worked far too well. Okay. I mean, if that's what we need to... So, I mean, we're, so we're here to figure out how to stop the orcs? From... Uh, she uh, says, well, the reason why I wanted you to come is a little bit more personal to my friend over there. She nods towards the Blossom Princess. And the lady mutters at that and says, 
my cousin, I guess you could call him, was captured by some of those beings, those creatures, and is trying to move them to humans who want to gain power in the North. And we're concerned that if they get a hold of this particular individual, it will give them the ability to force Veilgard into kowtowing to them. And it sounds like we need to get this guy. We need to find them before they do. Yeah. Um, and she says, uh, oh, let me just scroll up so that I have the actual information I'm trying to give you. Um, so we needed to come all the way here to get this information. <laughs> she says, well, fine. And she looks over at a priest who's standing kind of off to the side and says, unveil their eyes. And you see the priest kind of huff and say, are you sure? That's dangerous. And she says, it doesn't matter. They need to see. They need to know why we have asked for their help. Why the memorialist has chosen them after a fashion and he says i'm getting paid <laughs> she basically looks at you all and says it is our shame that we are hiding and with that the uh, you see the cleric raise his arms up and he expands them, like he closes them together, like in a kind of a clap almost. And then he brings them out. And as he does, you see this massive silver light go from his hands and it blasts out at you. And as it does, it's almost like you guys were like looking through a fogged mirror or maybe some glasses that have fogged up for those of you that have glasses. And you now see the reality and around you most of the building looks like it's been torn apart and the tree that's at the center of all this still looks the same but you can see that few of the limbs look like they're dead and a couple of limbs are actually hanging down and they look completely dead and the building actually has holes in it that you can see out into the rest of the elven land and where Elvar presented itself as being this beautiful jewel in an area of gorgeous display. It is torn apart and there are holes in the buildings and it looks like there had been fires. There's soot on the corners of buildings and you see really what this war has done to this place. Free's going to look at Dimitri. Yep, real pretty. 
uh, Dimitri, he he hears you, but he's looking around and he looks at the tree, and then he looks around again, and you hear him whisper, "Well, I guess that's my answer, isn't it?" Um, and after you, after he registers what you say, he turns towards the the blossom princess. Uh, again, not to overstep, but did you ever consider? I know there's a bad history, but some of them are good people. That's why we call the librarian to help us. The librarian will know who to ask and who to reach to move things along, to help as much as they can. But the treaty, unfortunately, has tied our hands. We can't allow humans in, and humans do not allow us to go out. All of you, or at least some of you, will know that. The only ones that have been allowed out have done so in very specific circumstances like we have with the Kingdom of Credion because they settled so close to us. Other kingdoms like Veilguard watch over our trails that lead to this area and we have agreements with them but through my cousin or not my cousin but through her cousin she nods over at the Blossom Princess. And through them, they have kept the peace. But the fear is, is if one or the other oversteps their bounds, everything could come apart at once. I look around the room again. Looks to me like everything's coming apart already. You see the Blossom Princess kind of lean up against the wall. And her hands kind of fumble in front of her. And she has a holy symbol in them. And she says, It is only through the grace of her who gave us this place that we survived it all. And as long as we live, we will defend it. We will defend you as well. But we can't stop them if they get past us. We tried. We tried and we tried and we tried and they just kept coming. Is Veilguard aware of the threat? <laughs> they are now. Maybe there could be some kind of talks with their powers. Um... Until, the treaty. until we get my cousin back, that can't happen. Stuff's starting to make a little bit of sense now. I'll look at the memorialist and say, uh, when I went looking for you, I knew that this was going to be a long journey, so I'm guessing that this is the first step. Well, maybe the second step in that journey. She smiles a little bit and says, You have a lot of wisdom, young man. Um, Viridian, her cousin, is the prince of Veilgard. No one outside of this room 
certainly not in the last couple of hundred years, I would say, know that he is half-elf, or as you would call them, half-Prashina. I glanced at uh, Pri. That was... She'll just glare back at you. The piece that our queens worked out with Veilgard, or their queen worked out with Veilgard. Okay. Well, I look to everybody. Uh, right, so he knew this was going to be a long journey, but you just told me to come because of stupid eye thing. She nods a bit to that, and she says, Oh, Pre, I owe you hmm. something, do I not? What? And she uh, pulls out a, a small bag, as far as you can see. She opens it up, reaches in, and she pulls out uh, ten platinum pieces and hands them to you. Hmm. And says... Good hey. start. She nods and says, this will at least cover your expenses. And uh, she reaches in again and grabs out ten more for each... Like, not ten more, but like ten for each of you, basically. She says, if you can get the young man home, then at least then Veilgard will have its own opportunity to fight back. Mm. After that, whatever you want to do is up to you. I won't hold you to anything. However, if you mm. do get this young man back, I guarantee you that Veilgard will reward you handsomely, handsomely. But it's up to you. You don't have to do any of this. I don't mm. perceive a reason to force any of you. <laughs> I don't want to ruin John. I don't want to ruin John's entire game. We're but... either going to lose Bart right now or we're going to for the rest of yeah. it. Uh, I'll take off my coin. If it's even, I'll do it. Okay, I. Hey, look at that! Yeah. <laughs> there you go. He rolls a six. Everybody, he's going along. I flip, I flip my coin. No, I say one second. I flip my coin. I look at it, and they go fine. And I put my coin back, and like, uh, I'll take the the platinum, put it in my pocket, and like, okay, are we going now or what? You're lucky, John. <laughs> she... He's gonna look at Blossom. Mm -hmm. Maybe don't let hostilities build up for 500 years again. Might help. It was not our choice, but you're not wrong. Inaction is a choice. Mm. Speak to their kind, and she looks over at nods meaningfully at Bart and uh, and uh, Dimitri. Uh, I'm all about inaction. <laughs> <laughs> she, meanwhile, the muralist reaches into her small little bag again, pulls out a scroll, which is blank, pulls out some ink and a, and a, and a stylist and hands it to Dimitri and says, is there anything you need to say to your mother? I will make sure it reaches her. Uh, if you're going, I should say that. 
he he'll take the scroll and the ink and say, "Yeah, uh, I do." And then I will I'll look at her and say, "You know, I don't really care about rewards, and my job." I kind of hold up the the scroll. What I was asked to do would kind of be done. But this sounds like a suicide mission. I'm in, and then I turn away and do it like a table. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> Um, and the memorialist walks over to Shin, although on this screen, it looks like she's right up against him anyway, but she actually like steps over towards him and says, what you saw in vision that you told me, this is an opportunity for you to possibly set that aside. I can't say, I can't see the future, but it might help. Set your it mind at ease. Like well, if even if it doesn't do that, I think this furthers our goal. It helps at least. So as long as it's it's doing that, then as long as you're letting me know to do it, then I can do it. I trust you. She nods and says, "Amber gives, Amber takes," and. Uh, she says to you very directly, she says, 500 years ago, when they put me on the fire, the magic that courses through me from the incident that Amber experienced exploded. The entire city was destroyed. There were no survivors. Men, women, children, everything. They were victims that didn't deserve what happened to them. That's why I have Gareth with me, not to protect me, but just to keep that from happening again. Keep that in mind, because that eye that you've seen, if it escapes, that will be a microcosm of what will happen. Understood. She nods firmly and says, if you hear anything in regards to that, and she hands you a small silver, like basically it, it looks a little bit like a, a, a um, kind of a wire, I guess. And she says, hold on to this and send me a message. Do you know how to use this? I look at it. Have I ever seen anything like it before? Uh, you would know that it's been used for sending. The spell sending. I uh, look at it and I'll say I don't know that spell but uh, I haven't I, I know th about it. She nods and says you don't actually have to know it to activate this one just speak my name okay does this only talk to you yes okay i'll tuck it away 25 okay. words or less so be succinct okay 
I uh, look at her. Can I only use it once, or does does he? Can I use it multiple times? It's kind of a one-way trip for this thing. Okay. I took it away in my bag. She uh, smiles, kind of, uh, at that, and says, "I hope your journey is a safe one." I will, of course, remember all of you. Um, she does, however, say, uh, Princess, do you not have something for the person over there, the angry-faced one? She kind of gives off a little bit of a grin. The princess kind of sputters a little bit at that, reaches into her dress, and walks over to Pri and says, I've been told by the librarian that this belongs to you and hands you a ring. Free's just going to look at you like, what? <laughs> I've been told we're related. And she says, this is the ring of Avangigas. It will help protect you in your travels. Wear it at all times. Okay. She'll just sort of tentatively reach out and take it. Cat, do you put it on? She's kind of looking at the memorialist and the blossom and around. I mean, they're uh... they're looking at you for sure. Kind of waiting to see what you do. Are you curious? And I kind of move my, my eyebrows at her. Kind of trusting, oh, aren't you? She's kind of looking at you. Want me to flip for it? No. She'll tuck it in her bag. Seeing you do that, the Blossom Princess actually walks up to you. It must have been Tails. And she leans in close and in Elvish says, Your mother meant this for you. It is a protection. It is not a threat. It is not a problem. It only protects so much, but it at least gives you a fighting chance in battle. You might consider wearing it. It would be a shame if your ancestors' efforts went to naught. And with that, she walks back and uh, looks over at the rest of you and says, I'm afraid I don't have anything else I can give you at the moment, but uh, certainly if you need anything before you leave, just ask, and we will try and find it for you if we can. Or if you need to, you can certainly go to the market. Um, your money that you've been given should help. And if it doesn't, let me know. Uh, you got a map of where we need to go? Something You said that there... 
she says, we can get you to the edge of the forest, no problem, through the portal. Uh, the Once you're out of there, your friend over there should have a pretty good understanding of how you need to go, but effectively you're going to be going towards the dragon's teeth on the north end of them, which is a mountain uh, range in the middle of the continent. Basically, when she, said your friend, when she said your friend, who was she pointing at? Oh, she wasn't pointing. She kind of nodded over at Pre. Oh, okay. And uh, she said she's pretty handy with knowing where to go. But you'll have to track them. We're not fundamentally sure where they went once they got into the long grass. Just filling all my secrets. Yay. Ancestors are dead for a reason. She will turn on her heel and just walk away. <laughs> well, I'm walking back over, folding the, the paper, and I say, did she just imply she murdered her ancestors? And I'm like, <laughs> to uh, the memorialist, and it's it's like folded into a letter on the outside. It says Captain Amara Sunsetter. She takes it from you and says, "I will make sure she gets this within the next few days." Thank you. No one here will look at it. I appreciate that. And you see her tap on her little bag, open it up, and plop that into it. Uh, the bag does not stretch, even though the item is actually longer than the bag. And I kind of turn back. Gotta get me one of those. Step over in here. Uh, uh, Shin. Okay. Uh, unless there's anything else, uh, if you are needing anything, like I said, please don't hesitate to ask. The uh, Blossom Princess says, but otherwise... Um, whenever you're ready. You may sleep here tonight, not obviously in the palace, but we have a inn prepared that you can stay at. It's reasonably comfortable, at least for the evening. It will allow you to recuperate from your travails earlier today. I'll look around everybody and say, uh, set out in the morning. I mean, we can go now. <laughs> I mean, if we're waiting till morning, we'd better tell Bree. I'll tap him on the shoulder. I think that, yeah, you should take care of that. <laughs> uh, the memorialist uh, looks over at Shay and, or Shay, Shin, and says, uh, when you're ready, just call for Shay, and she will see you through the portal. Okay, understood. And uh, the uh, Blossom Princess kind of looks and seems like she's decided that she's reached a good position or situation and has decided that uh, that's that's enough. That's all she needed to do. And so she turns around and you see her walk back to the tree and she puts her hands upon it and you see that same sort of magic seeping into the tree again. And as you see it now with your full eyesight, you can see that it not only is it helping the tree, 
but you're seeing that it's slowly starting to make the surrounding area look a little bit better as she siphons the magic into the tree. As we're walking, I like say to Bart, uh, I wonder if all these people under this guise or if they see the city how it really is. I don't wonder that. Hmm. Okay, <laughs> I never <don't>. mind. <laughs> uh, is she leaving? I'm going to point to Pri. I mean, she's walked no, around. Prince. Oh, sorry. You know off. Going? I, I start yelling at her. Do you know where you're going? Oh, she's not even there. I just didn't know where else to put her. She, like, left. <laughs> left the building. Okay. So you wandered out the building, down the steps, and out to the main common area. Uh, mm -hmm. You can see a temple, and you can see... You know, buildings around. Some of them look worse for wear. Some of them look okay. Others look absolutely destroyed almost. Um, and I don't know where you're deciding to head or if you're just standing there fuming. Fuming, looking around, mumbling things like long-lived idiots. Mm -mm. I will say that the temple that you see is to, to the bringer of life or Bidwin is her name and uh it's very elaborate and even with everything that's happened it is the one place in the entire city that still seems to be okay hmm. okay okay so as you're fuming and uh, uh -huh. fuming yeah thinking you know her fathers didn't raise no fool shit like that <laughs> <laughs> Just mumbling and grumbling and just okay. wandering. So, so if you kind of stay in the vicinity, um, like, say, in about 10 minutes, um, the others will come wandering out. Yeah, like, she'll keep an eye on the door. Okay, so you see them wander out. And uh, you guys Are can you see Pree standing there. Are we leaving now? Because we can, we can leave now. Good. I mean, it's up to you guys. Let's go. I mean, unless y'all want to do a bit of shopping first. Do we have? Do we have food, supplies, health packs, potions, lotions? We have a standard adventure kit, right? Correct. I got some biscuits. I can forge pretty well. But I mean, if every, if nobody's tired, then yeah, I'm good to go. I mean, the biggest thing it gives you back if you sleep, just FYI, is um, it gives you back uh, your, it regenerate any spells that you've used or cast, it allows you to use them again, i.e. Divine Smite and things of that nature. Otherwise, yeah. you can't hit dice or restored half of them. Yeah. If I, I'm just mechanically, I have one spell slot left. So. Okay. So that's up to you guys. 
It's up to you I, guys. Yeah, I need you to, to make the decision. Bart then. won't make a choice on his own. He's oh, too yeah. frittered. No, but my, my coin said um, leave. Leave. Like, so he wants so to I'm, leave. I'm just like, what, what, someone has to, to, to make me not do it. Or you're gonna just have to... make up your bloody minds. I don't care either way. Wait, hold up. That's my position. Well, Dimitri, if you want to shop, I'll, I'll go with you to shop. And we can just stay and we'll go in the morning. There's no use in us wearing ourselves out. Yeah, okay, fine. Uh, is there someone around here that... Is there anyone else around here that I can just grab and talk to? I, I mean, there are, there's, you see a lot of common folk wandering about and, you know, there's merchants off in the other side of the common area. Oh, is the memorialist still with us? No. She stayed oh. with the queen, with the Blossom Princess. Uh, I go back to the room and I say, what's the name of that inn? And uh, she nods and says, it's, uh, it's called the Elvar Inn. Thank you. Of course it out. is. I walk back out and say, all right, I'm going to the Elvar Inn. And I, I grab a comment. And I'm like, can you tell me where the Elvar Inn is? The uh, person that you kind of grab startled a bit and says, oh, oh, it's uh, just uh, three blocks that way. Just just down that that podium area. Thank you. And then I start walking over there then. Okay. Um. Pre will sort of mumble, I'm going to find things, more pointy things, and head towards the market. Okay. Is that where you other two are headed? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So you head towards the market. There are shops for everything and anything. They are uh, very elvish looking without giving it too much of another turn basically anything you're going to see kind of has leaves in in the makeup of them or symbols of nature there's lots of that going on so it's very kind of like like if you walked into a into like a a medieval version of a hippie camp for lack of a better phrase um that has that motif to it and even the more elaborate, like, gold and silver items are kind of in the same design process. But what are you looking for? And then we can go from there. Pointy things. Okay, so you're looking for an armory. Mm -hmm. Or a blacksmith, I guess. Uh, what are you two looking for? Uh, well, the, the first thing I would want to find is potions for... Okay. I would look for some kind of if there's any store that sells magical items. Okay. There is a place. It is called the uh, the uh, the Burden's Way which has sort of a, a pharmacy look to it for lack of a better word. Um, and uh, Shin, what are you looking for? Do I need to come up with other ideas or no, I'm going to go with him to the potion shop, but I, I want to pick up like mundane weapons like javelins and stuff. But... Okay, so you can you can accompany Pre to the blacksmith eventually. 
Um, yeah, I do want to go to the potion shop. Though, right. Okay. He, that's where he's going. Yeah, that's where he's headed. So, okay. You enter this potion shop and you see a minotaur standing behind the counter. Oh my. And uh, he is very excitable. And he says, welcome, welcome. It is wonderful to see company coming. Can I assist you gentlemen at all? Uh, I'm assuming that Minotaur, like I probably have never seen a Minotaur. They're not normally. No, no, no. You guys, neither one of you necessarily have ever seen one. And I am openly staring with shock on my face. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm like a, amazed at him, but I'm showing it less because. I mean, you've seen I'm weirder things, thing. so yeah, there is that. Fear that like weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, this is this is a for those that might not know is is a half bull, half man that's standing about eleven foot tall, basically, and his horns kind of almost hit the roof. And uh, he looks down at you both, and he says, uh, "Oh my, my! I guess, guess you haven't uh, met me before." He quizzically asks. Uh, I, I realize normally we're we're not really allowed, but I have special dispensation. And uh, he pulls out a scroll and kind of shows, or no, he points at a at a scroll that's been pinned to the wall from the uh, Blossom Princess basically stating that this outsider is allowed to practice because of his special permit. If you had some dispensation, you should take some Pepto-Bismol. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'll say... One I'll point of damage for stupid <laughs> joke. <laughs> All right. I'll let myself out. <laughs> I kind of my senses, like, kind of shake my head and say, uh, no, I'm, I'm sorry for staring. It's just, yeah, I've never seen your kind before. You're very interesting. Why, thank you. It's not often people are complimentary about my looks. Uh, so, uh, yeah, we're here to look at your wares, I assume. You are the proprietor? Indeed, sir, indeed. This is my shop. I have ran it for the last 50 years. Uh, well, I was looking for a couple basic healing potions and anything else you might have that's interesting. Kind of raised my eyebrow. Um, okay. So roll an investigation check on that front, but uh, he reaches under the counter and he pulls out two right. bottles, sets them on the counter and says, here's uh, two healing potions they are would run you about 50 gold each okay uh and how much gold is in a platinum uh 10 okay uh, so basically so will... that use up half of what you were given i will take one okay uh, i will take one of those all right and i'll get the other one from you mr cowman Okay, so you might want to mark on your inventory that you have a uh, a basic uh, healing potion, health potion, and uh, remove half a platinum, basically. Or if you want to mark it in gold, mark it in gold. It might be easier at this point. 
You mean five platinum, right? Well, no, no. I mean, you've. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yep, you're right. My correct. My incorrect. <laughs> yeah, I was like half the platinum. Because I, I, I had my five and I was like, oh, it's only half the platinum. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry. I, I, I ballsed up. My math skills are not the greatest. I'm not going not gonna to lie. Uh, as uh, invest, oh wow, you <laughs> nat twenty on the investigation check. That that that's not bad. Um, okay, so in looking around, you can see that he has uh, like holy water and bottles of like both like throwing holy water as well as you know stuff you can pack away and use to dip things into. Uh, he has all sorts of healing potions as well as. Uh, like poisons and pure what looks to be a purification agent um and he has a number of what you would guess would be uh magical items strewn about the store like there looks to be a sword here and uh and a bow placed on the wall which looks to be sort of in a pride of place kind of idea um, and then he has like displays of various other potions and things. I'm going to like lean over to Dimitri and whisper to him and I'm going to say, uh, maybe let him know we're working with the blossom princess and, and the, the matriarch. And then I'm going to tap him on the shoulder and cast guidance. Matriarch? <laughs> Madrian. What is it? Madre. <laughs> mother. I mean, mother works, but uh, the, the, the memorialist is probably what you're trying to go for. Yes. The memorialist and uh, the Blossom Princess. Is it Blossom uh, Queen or Princess? Princess. Yeah. And I'll, I'll tap him on the shoulder and cast guidance. Okay. Uh, so I'll, I'll turn back to the mentor and say, we are. And I'll kind of lean like, close like I'm being confidential. Mm -hmm. On a secret mission from the Blossom Princess and the Memorialist. Wondering if you might have anything special squirreled away that could help us with that. Well, I mean, there's a number of things you might be able to use. I have potions of water breathing, potions of heroism, uh, potions of... Uh, uh, Clairvoyance, animal friendship, um, sharpness. What are uh, you looking for? What does clairvoyance do? I don't remember. Uh, it when you drink this potion, you gain the effect of a clairvoyance spell, an eyeball bobs in this yellowish liquid but vanishes when the potion is opened. Um, right. I will look up clairvoyance real quick. Clairvoyance is basically what it does is you create an invisible sensor within range in a location familiar to you, a place you visited or seen before, or an obvious location that might be unfamiliar to you, such as behind a door or around a corner or a grove of trees. The sensor remains in place for the duration and can't be attacked or otherwise interacted with. When you cast a spell, you choose seeing or hearing, and 
you can use the chosen sense through the sensor as if you were in its space. So basically, it's like a little, like, camera. Oh, I got you. How, and how far does that reach? Uh, one mile. That's, I guess, the distance you can be away from it. Uh, that actually might be helpful with my line of work. I will take one of those. Ah, great. That's uh, only 150 gold pieces. Well, snap my fingers. Don't suppose you could give me a discount. I working, you know, I, rescue the. I mean, princess's cousin. The spell itself costs a hundred gold pieces. I'm kind of giving you a discount as it is. Ah, right. Sadly, yeah, I. But, but we are gonna help save your city. Look, I, I I appreciate what you're saying. This is normally a three hundred gold piece item. I. Oh, you're already giving us the... Indeed. If there so was I'll something say, more common... Uh, hmm. <clears throat> what else did he have? Uh, potion of Heroism. Uh, it's going to be just as much of it. Potion of uh, what was the other ones I mentioned? Giant strength? Did I mention that one? I don't think I did. Uh, animal friendship, um, and uh, I'm trying to see if there was another one. Uh, I raise an eyebrow at, at you, Austin. Animal friendship sounds like your your bag. <laughs> yeah. How much is that one? Uh, let me just have a look. Uh, it's about 75 gold pieces. We might need to come. <laughs> this might be a little bit. We got our healing potions. I think we did pretty good. <laughs> I don't have anywhere near that. Like, I can't. We, we might be able to get one more together if you want to, Dimitri. I mean, Pre has the money to buy this, but yeah. <laughs> No, I know. I didn't say she would. I'm just saying. I don't know that maybe we should conserve some of our resources for later on in our adventure. Dimitri. Uh, yeah, you're probably right. I'll, I'll not admit it for it. Thank you very much for the good <coughs> Appreciate that. And, uh, you're very I... welcome. Uh, please, if, uh, if you do return and have an opportunity to shop once more, uh, I... I remind you, return purchases get a 10% discount. Thank you. And we'll definitely be back. Uh, and I say, before we go, I point to the bow. What's that about? Looks impressive. Uh, oh, it's very impressive. It was once wielded in the battles against the humans very, very long ago. It uh, was oh, handed no. down to me. What's that? <laughs> I said, well, time to go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just joking. I'll hear the rest of the story. Uh, he basically explains that it's it's a bow that uh, was used to fight humans, and it was basically, as far as he's heard, it uh, could fire... You only needed one arrow to fire it, and you could fire 
constantly with that. Gotcha. I'm assuming that's very expensive. Oh, yes. I mean, it is pride of place, as you might imagine. It's uh, it's a minimum of probably about 2,000 gold pieces, and that's just being slightly discounted because I like you. I'll nod. Say, maybe someday. Maybe. You never know when it can come in handy. It has a bit of a mind of its own, though, I will warn you. Oh. It has to like you. But if it does, it will be a worthy weapon. I say, it's okay. Everybody likes me. He nods at that and says, I <laughs> hope so, sir. I like you. You spent money in my shop. That's enough for me to like you. Well, thank you. I like you, too. He bows and his uh, horns kind of scrape the roof for a second. You look up and you can kind of see that there's gouges in the roof all over the place where he's occasionally bumped his head. Well, okay, then I, I, I will wave and I will exit. Okay. What about you? Okay. So Pri has gone off towards the armory or the uh, the the blacksmith to find pokey things. Um, she has arrived and at the blacksmith she will see what looks to be a giant. Kind of like a half giant, I would say. Using a great big anvil and a big a uh, sledgehammer to bash uh, a sword into shape. But in front of him and at the counter is a small gnome who has a very jaunty top hat on. And he has what looks to be either the biggest glasses you've ever seen or some really, really funky looking binoculars on his face. And he looks at you as you walk in and says, Hello there. How may I help you? She's going to kind of look at the jaunty hat and just close her eyes and sigh. Sharp, pointy things. What do uh, you have? Well, we have uh, javelins. They're always pointy and sharp. You can throw them, so they work really well. Uh, there is uh, arrows. We also have um, various types of swords. They do have that leafish tendency. You can kind of guess that he doesn't appreciate the motifs that he's having to do, but nonetheless. Uh, and uh, we also have a number of different, um, more magical-oriented things, which the uh, wizards have uh, allowed us to sell at a cost. Um is there anything in particular you're looking for? Long pointy sticks or anything like that? Sharp and pointy. Ah, okay. And he gets around the counter and as he does, he actually like drops out of sight. And he comes around the corner and he's basically about two and a half foot tall. Uh, and, uh, he waddles his way over to a, uh, 
a standing chest kind of thing and he takes a big key ring off his off his uh side of his belt and uh you kind of hear him sort of muttering to himself mm, i think it's this one right yeah 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 that's the one that's the one it's, it has to be it's gold just like the other ones okay and he puts it in and you hear this clink and it, and it turns and he opens it up and you can see what looks to be pikes and all sorts of other things of various types javelins spears anything you can imagine that could be wielded in either to give you distance of like 10 feet or to be thrown available and he says what takes your fancy well i've already got five javelins oh. you got for short and pointy that can be thrown uh well we do have some throwing daggers if you'd like that instead Let's see him. Okay, uh, one moment, please. And he reaches to the two doors and slams them shut, turns a lock, and comes out. And he starts looking at his keys, and he's flipping through and muttering again to himself. It's the brass one. It's the brass one. You're right. Okay. And he walks over to another big, tall, sort of hutch-type thing, puts a key into that one, boom, whoops open the thing. And now you see tons of daggers of various shapes and sizes some of which that have like uh they kind of wriggle for lack of a better word uh and come to a point and then there's other ones that look very blunted and others that are very much kind of uh collected in a way that you can throw them and uh he says any of these do for you i should pick up a few and test their balance some are better than others. You can kind of see the blunted ones are not very good. Uh, other ones are basically as good as you're ever going to find. Grab a few of the good ones. Very good. Very good. Um, now, is there anything else I can help you with? Hmm. Uh, let's What have you got for armor? Um, well, we have a bunch of um, armor which you can use uh, various costs. Uh, what kind are you looking for? And I can kind of give you an idea. Lightweight. Hmm. Okay. Uh, are you wanting something that's dwarven in nature? Are you looking for something that that might have a magical property to it or just very thin. Let's look at the dwarven stuff. Okay, no problem. And he reaches again for a different set of keys, pulls them out. You can see that these are actually looped to the belt. And when he pulls them up, they kind of come up like as if they're a stretchy thing attached to them. And uh, he then walks to the back and reaches behind the counter and pulls a switch and then you see the entire wall turn and as it does you see these massive cases with different armor types in them and uh, he walks over to one that looks kind of like shimmering silver uh, chainmail type and uh, he opens up the the latch that sort of holds it in and he says this this is a uh, probably one of our finest products it uh it is well known to be quite resistant to uh, 
objects that might have an edge to them, like a sword or a dagger, that kind of thing. So generally things you run into in a battle. Indeed, indeed. Hey. So, yeah, if you'd like that, I can certainly set that aside. By the way, the daggers are two gold pieces each, just so you're aware. Mm-hmm. Okay. How much is the chain mail? Uh, one moment. And uh, let me just go in the back and have a look for that. And he wanders to the back. And would this chainmail offer me better armor or not? Uh, probably would, but it'll. He comes back and he says, "Well, this one because there's a, a particular enchantment on it, um, runs about a thousand gold pieces." Uh, of course. A uh, basic chain shirt is about 50 gold pieces, but uh, it will just be made with steel, I'm afraid. Mm. Anything... I'll take the day for now. Okay. And he kind of gives a little bit of a disappointment, but not surprised. Uh, flips the switch, the whole process of that wall <laughs> turning turns. You hear it kind of groan <laughs> as it goes back. And uh, they haven't paid me that much yet, so <laughs> I mean, fair enough. Uh, he walks behind the uh, the counter, and uh, you see him kind of disappear again as he goes behind the counter, and then you see him step on something, and suddenly he's like chest high. And uh, he says, That'll be f you took two, correct? Three, three. Oh, okay, uh, that's six gold pieces, okay. I pay him. Okay. He takes it. He says, um, if there's anything else we can help you with, I'm certainly help willing to help out. Uh, I'm sorry. You were a little expensive on the magical items. You might understand they're kind of pricey. The Dwarven mm -hmm. material especially is very expensive because it's very uncommon these days to find a lot of it. Yeah, that's such a shock. I wonder why that is. She'll just sort of nod. Is there a place I can get provisions near here? Uh, yeah, there is. Like, uh, are you looking for food? Or are you looking That's for generally camping what supplies? provisions means. Okay. Uh, well, there is a, a, a shop just down the street. It's, uh, Hunkelbert's, uh, grocer. That would be the place to go to. Hunkelbert. Get me out of these lands. All right. <laughs> I'll leave and head towards Uncle Bert's. Okay. Uh, it's a very jaunty looking shop with lots of very gaudy display on the front of it as you walk in. Uh, and you're doing that. Um, of by the way, Shin, you have arrived at the uh, at the um, armors. Um, as you go in, pre, you can see pretty much normal food. No meat, though. But any sort of vegetable shocker. product what you want. Shock. I know. She is utterly and completely shocked. So basically, if you want to buy like a like a, a traveler's kit where the food, it'd cost you about three silver. Okay. How many silver and a gold? Uh, there's ten silver and a gold. 
How many silver is this? Uh, three. For just one kit? Yep. All right. She'll buy uh, four. Okay. So Which is... 12 silver. Silver. So basically a gold and two silver. 92 gold. All right. And eight silver. Okay. Okay. So while you're doing that, Shin walks into the very same armor. Uh, you see this little gnome standing behind the counter, and he's like, Oh, hello, sir. Welcome to my shop. Uh, hi. I'm hi. looking for, for some javelins. Do you have any of those? Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. We definitely do. Boy, they've been hot off the presses this year. You can imagine oh. with everything that's gone on. It's so exciting around here for me. Yeah. You got a lot of them, I'm guessing. Uh, you, yes, sir. Definitely. Oh. Uh, we've that had orders. What's that? Well, that? Does that mean they'll be pretty cheap? Maybe. Uh, oh. Depends on what you consider to be cheap, sir. Uh, he then goes over to that, that, um, that chest. He opens it up. And uh, he points and says, How many would you like, sir? Uh, well, how much is... I pick up a standard one. How much is this one? Um, he basically nods at that and says, Oh, that's about 50 silver for one. Uh, yeah, I'll take, I'll take four of them then. Okay. And, uh, anything else, sir? Could well, I... I, first, John, can I, ca can I fashion these? If I get four of them, can I fashion them all to like my back or something like where I can carry them? Yep. Yeah, you can bundle them if you want. Yeah, and I'll just I'll get two, I'll get four of them. Now you will know that this is very cheap for javelin, so that is something you will be aware of. Because if you were to buy this back in the like a normal market, it would have cost you about five gold pieces per. Oh wow! Yeah. So he um, gets them ready, and uh, he ties them up with a leather strap. Uh, in the group bundle and then hands it to you. Uh, if you want, I can throw in another attachment to allow that to sit on your back. Are uh, you please. Interested? Okay. Uh, that'll be another gold. Um, and he pulls out this buckling system which attacks, attaches it to your back uh, and it's unlockable by basically just reaching around and just touching it and it comes out uh, otherwise you can just pull a javelin out through the top and it'll come out without unbundling the whole thing so that's 50 a piece for the uh, javelins and then one gold for the thing yep alright so I'll have to do some math but yeah I'll, I'll go ahead and mark it off it's, two, it's basically three gold entirely well, 50 silver pieces would Or did be... you buy more than four? Sorry, mm -hmm. you bought five, didn't you? So, yeah, two gold pieces and 50 four. silver. Or you bought four. Well, then that's that's two silver, two gold, and then the other thing was one gold, so that's three gold. Silver, you said 50 silver pieces. There's 10 silver and one gold, so that'd be five gold pieces. All right. Okay. Boy, I'm getting my math really bad. You figured <laughs> out you know the math better than me, obviously, because I don't know my math. Apparently I'll I can't I can't math. 
So uh, any which way. Um, okay. Anything else you wanted while you're here, sir? Can I uh, interest you in a magical blade? Uh, well, sure. Let me know about it. Uh, well, we, steal it later, she open. He opens up this this thing with the the various daggers and such, and he pulls out this one, and it's kind of twisted, and the handle has kind of a snake motif to it, and he says, "Well, this one here." This one is called the Biter, and it will do extra damage to a person and poison them if you hit them with it. Very, very can sneaky. I, can I see it? Uh, sure. Can he slowly and carefully hands it to you? Yeah, I do cool, I do cool flur flurries with it. Okay. He watches you. Uh, say how much? Uh, oh, it's, I mean, it's probably about 800 gold, I'd say. Set it back down on the counter. <laughs> uh, too much for my taste right now. I, I, I apologize, sir. I shouldn't have enticed you. Uh, if there's anything uh, else, I, while, I, while, he, while hmm? he's talking to Austin uh -huh. and he's got the case of the daggers open, can I sneak over and try to steal some of the regular daggers you can try okay as he walks past me i tap him on the shoulder and cast guidance <laughs> no <laughs> I, I don't do that i wouldn't know what he's doing no. uh, so i'm gonna try to take two of these regular daggers with my sleight of hand wow <laughs> okay no problem <laughs> okay on a 25 he just you just whip in you kind of look around and you're kind of like Oh, oh, well, 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 oh, my, my, my. And then all of a sudden you just kind of reach down and quickly tuck one into your belt and then tuck another one into the other belt. Meanwhile, kind of flourishing while you're doing it and nobody sees you do that. Nice. No, you will notice it. that there are no other magical daggers in that area, though. I figured magical ones usually have warding anyway, so I went for the regular mundane daggers. Yeah, yeah, it probably would have went poorly, I'm just going to say. Uh, all right. Anything else, sir? Uh, no, thank you. You've been a great help. You're very welcome. Please come again. We appreciate any custom any customer would give us, no matter how much gold they have. We will find a way to possibly make it worth your while. Possibly. I'm trying to think i got to give two of these javelins back. <laughs> okay, well, we'll sort that out later. Don't worry about it. I'll, I'll keep, I've got to still do the math, but I think I do have to give it to them back. But I'll let you okay. know. All right. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, okay. So unless there's anything else anybody else wants to do. Hearing nothing and all. No, if it's ready, all done, I would probably head back to the inn. Okay. So you guys go back to the inn. We're going to accelerate unless there's any reason not to, to the next day. I don't hear anybody saying anything, so we'll move on to the next day. Uh, as you get up and you have your breakfast and kind of assemble together, uh, you see Shay waiting at the bottom of the stairs and uh, kind of near where the tables are where you've been eating. And she says, ah, are, are you all ready to go? 
I have my handy-dandy chalk ready if you are. Uh, is everybody here? I look around. Uh, as, unless somebody says no, you are. Bart has spun his coin to get up yet. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's here. He said he's here, so he's here. I'm I mean, ready. All right. So she escorts you over to that big stone uh, that's in the center of town. She draws on it a circle. You see the circle shimmer. Woobly woobly and at the center you can see is the edge of the forest leading to the great plain in front of it which leads out to the rest of the world in effect if you'd like to step through everyone i step through okay so unless anybody tells me they didn't you all do yep. mm -hmm. and yep. as you reach the other side you hear her say, good luck, and the circle disappears. And she, you are, she didn't come. Nope. <laughs> and you are all standing there at the edge. And as you step through the portal, those of you that had your fake ears now are just back to normal. And uh, with that, we'll have to find out what happens next time. <laughs> This has been a Distractions Media production. To find everything we do, please check out distractionsmedia.com.